Welcome to All Kinds. I'm Chaya. And I'm Yehudis. And today, we're going to be talking about happy for someone else, but why not me? Bish. Can we appreciate other people's success without feeling like a failure? How to get past it and appreciate where you're at. Exactly. Who gets the last word? How do you say goodbye and end a conversation? I'm only struggling with that. Horrible. And who is servicing whom? What is the proper etiquette when you're receiving a service? Pass the bubbly already and Mm. tell me something good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking about that, you know, a lot of times... I'm very happy for a lot of people. It doesn't matter what field they're in. I'll be like, oh, that's amazing. Then I'm like, oh, what am I doing with my life? Why not me? The worst. What's going on here? You're telling me. I get, especially, I've stopped scrolling on Facebook when I see all these, you know, pictures of people, you know, I am almost 30 years old and I'm just getting my license. I just got my permit. (laughs) And, you know, I get it. People start driving at 16. and, And for me, I'm 29. It's not how you get there. It's not how fast you get there or getting there. You did it on your time, but it's more like, let's say like Jacinda, for example, she's like the first female. I don't know if she's the first, but of like New Zealand, right? Right. I'm like, oh, good for her. And then I'm like, why am I not prime minister of New Zealand? Yes, I don't live there. And no, I don't really want to be doing this, but it it doesn't matter what. For your license, right? You saw other people getting licenses and you were like, why not me? So why wasn't it you? Why didn't you get it? Do Do you have a reason? Well, you know, I just, you can't go back on shoulda, woulda, coulda. When I lived in Boston, I had my permit. I just didn't take it seriously. Now I'm in Canada where there's it's very hard to get a license. It's not like in the States where it's an easy permit test. And it varies by province to province. You know, so and, there's a lot of more rules here, unfortunately. In the States, you can take your license like a month after you take your permit and you can drive. Like it's not anything. And for me, I, I feel you know, I should have done, oh, why didn't I do it back in Boston? But you know what? I'm here now. And, and congrats, girl. They, you did it. And, you know, it's never too late. Like, we have a brother, Schmoll, and, you know, he has a house in a beautiful townhouse, I think. Yeah. Um, in Calgary. And, you know, he's just a working man and he works hard for it. And I'm thinking it gives me inspiration. I'm not, I'm so happy for him. I'm thinking, you know what? If Shmuel can do it, so can we to my husband. Well, I think it goes back to goals. Like what I've always struggled with is, you know, when I was uh, being raised as a child, we didn't really have any goals or dreams. It was very clear to us that you couldn't grow up and be whatever you wanted. It was you were going to be a wife, mother, and maybe you had like three jobs open to you. You could be a school teacher and there was a brave woman who had a grocery store or you could be a wig maker. If you were I good always you would wanted be to be a wig. They true. call it a shadelmacher. That's right. I would love that job. So yeah, and then <laughs> you would. You keep. I can't wait to get you a wig. By the way, all I, I was really want a wig. wig from Amy Winehouse. So if you guys don't uh, know, a lot of Orthodox Jewish women they cover their hair, and you know, flashback to the like 1940s, the 80s wasn't looking so good. The, the wigs, wigs were not great. No. Now, fast forward to 2020, their wigs are lit. Okay. Their wigs are beautiful. There are women who don't even bother doing their hair. They just have a collection of wigs. It's so easy. They're light. They're natural looking. You can pop on a wig and voila, perfect hairdo. I would love a wig and it's a well-made But they're very wig. expensive. 
But, the lace but look what it gives it to you. I mean, I yeah. I want a wig and I'm thinking, you know what? Why not me? I'm not an Orthodox woman, but I love I love also when Orthodox women, anyone, whether you're, you know, a, a Muslim yeah. or anyone, I love the modest look. I feel like that's also getting Well, traction. that's a personal choice. Yeah. But I think they make it look so good with that and the wig. It some looks do, good on that. Some don't. It depends. Like wigs are used um, a lot in the African-American community. Also, drag queens use and the wigs to create an illusion. But for you, I don't think you can. I know you want a wig, but your hair's too thick. You would have to. This is the problem. You can't and you know it. what? I Like I've said before, I have horrible skin, but I have gorgeous hair as we know thick and straight i mean it's it's beautiful sent from the gods okay so you you one day we'll figure out to get you a wig and uh figure it out you'll have to put on the bald cap and all that all of that i'm not doing it because it seems hot and scratchy i can't even wear a hat but i know i love the idea there's this girl that i grew up with we became best friends and here she is she's a lawyer and she's being featured and then you know i saw that on facebook and then i'm looking at mine where i'm still like i'm cold i'm like still kind of check to check and i'm like Oh my God! Like you she became a lawyer, and look at me. I'm work. I'm an administrator, which I like. But you know, and then I figured, wait, I don't want to be a lawyer. Well, this is Why the issue. You? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. That that's the problem. We want it. Oh, sorry, yeah. girl. Didn't mean to interrupt you. But yeah, see, we were, okay, guys. For those of you who don't know, before we go our podcast, we've been talking about issues, and I'm saying, Chaya, saying, girl, you interrupt. Now I didn't interrupt. say you interrupt. I said we have to try not to. Interrupt. So here I am saying my piece <laughs> about a friend being a lawyer. And she interrupted. But you me. had interrupted me at first when I was talking about this, <laughs> and then you true, went into girl. it. <laughs> okay, we on the we're taking on a lighter note. Back to it. But my point is, I think it's easier for people who have goals. So my point of that whole story was growing up. I didn't have that when I grew up, I want to do this, that, the other. Then I got free from that, and then everything's open to me, and I was I couldn't settle on anything. So it's easy if you know I want to be a lawyer. I'm going to do the eight, ten years of school. I'm going to do what it takes, do it. I'm going to be a doctor or whatever. But if you don't, then you can end up with this. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, why can I do that? I remember being like five years old in kindergarten. They were saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wasn't sure, but I always knew I loved, I loved watching TV or I loved, you know, doing girly things like hair and stuff. And I would love to maybe go into hair, but then I don't actually like the hair industry. And, you know, so my friend, well, I'm not friends with her anymore. It's just that we grew apart, no bad blood. But, you know, she's a lawyer and here I am. I'm My latest accomplishment is that I'm getting better at doing my gel nails at home. You're excellent. I think, but, yeah. you know, and do I feel like, oh, why not me? But then I have to remember, hey, wait, Yotis, you don't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> you just want to be a lawyer for the power suits. You could still wear those power suits. No one's stopping you. I think it comes down to being happy with what you have. I, I still struggle with it because, you know, obviously I've had a lot of friends, colleagues be successful. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's great. And then I'm like, well, I don't actually want to do that job. I'm very happy for you. That's what you wanted. It's more like, am I happy with what I'm doing? That's the struggle. You have to realize and be appreciative for what you have, which is always easier said than done. Mm-hmm. You got to take that step back. I think that FOMO comes a lot from the, you know, social media. Like you said, everyone sees the photos and it, it extends to to other people's achievements, not just right. The and, you know, having a job doesn't necessarily make you, you know, happier just because you're successful job wise doesn't mean you're successful mentally. I mean, if we all look at, you know, the late Kate Spade, I mean, she was on top of the world, guys, but then career wise, but then internally, you know, she was dying. So, you know, yeah, you, you can, don't know. So emotionally, I'm good, but I hate my job situation. But you're like, well, why not me? I wish I was a top fashion designer for purses and everything and then you're like oh well maybe it's not what it's cracked up to be 
No. There's a reason you're not a fashion designer. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. Like, you know, my big goal right now is trying to be an executive assistant. And I went to interviews and they're great. And then I'll get rejected. They'll say, oh, you don't have marketing experience. It's like, hey, I just want to help out the CEO. I know I'm a good helper. I know I'm a great wing person. And it's like, someone just give me the chance. But you know what? I'm not going to quit, guys. I'm going to keep going for a good job. You're going to get it. And, you know, oops, sorry, you're gonna, guys. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I, you, you're going to keep getting it. I mean, obviously, because the downturn and the pandemic, there's been but it's like just jobs, when but you're, they're coming back now. So and, and it's tough when you're seeing, you know, a friend become a lawyer or someone, you know, becoming a homeowner at my age. And Girl, here I, know, I am. I know five people who became VPs. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, uh, and it really depends. I think the hardest part is, you know, understanding what it is that you really want in life. It sounds easy. And you have to ask yourself, what do I need to be happy? That's why I always love. I think it's the American Constitution. It's like enshrined for them. The pursuit of happiness. It's not so easy. Sometimes you're like, oh, if I just get this better apartment or this better job, I'm going to be happy. And then you get it and you're not happy. And you're like, why is that? It's so hard to step back. I am happy for other people and their achievements. Like, for example, these right. friends who get these VP positions, I'm like, great, they wanted it. But like for some of them, I'm like, whoa, they're up at the crack of dawn. It's meeting after meeting. It's nonstop travel. That's not something I want for me. I'm happy that that's what they want and they achieve that. But is that what you want? No. And, you know, do I feel like a failure sometimes? But then sometimes I don't. I mean, on the other hand, I'm married to an I'm blessed. Like I'm married to an incredible man. He's the sweetest guy. He'd do anything for me. And, you know, I have things that other people would want. This is it. Yeah. People could so, be looking at you doing the same thing. You're right. Exactly. And you know what? I know it's going to get better. I know we're dealing with the pandemic, which doesn't help. But, you know, who knows what the future will hold? Yeah, it's hard because sometimes you're like, why not me? Like, oh, I should have had that. Or, well, well, why not me? Why am I not successful? What I'm trying to do, even though I'm happy for them in a totally other field. Right. Like, good for you. You won an Olympic medal. I am not a sprinter. You know what I mean? But like, bitch, why isn't it me? I should have sprinted. And I'm like, you're five feet tall. How far are you going to go? You know, like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know? It's true. Like, and, you know, not everyone can be movie stars and actors. Some some of us have to do good, you know, hardworking jobs. And that's fine, too. And some people uh, might envy that. Some people who can't work. So you're, it's a vicious cycle. It'll go round and round and round. So you really got to always remind yourself. It's a conscious thing. You can't just take it for granted. Like, what do I want? Am I happy? Do I have what I need? And yes, more, more likely than not, you are. I think you'll find that. My biggest goal is just to have financial security. Oh, that's everyone's goal, girl. Right. That's why we still do the I don't want to be rich. I just want to be week. comfortable where I'm not stressing. Well, that's the one thing that money really does. I hate when people say, oh, money can't buy you love. Who cares? I'm not looking for love. I want the security. I want the comfort. You know, I always <laughs> liked what my grandfather, Zadie, my grandfather, we call him Zadie. It's Yiddish for grandfather. Uh, he once told me, I'll never forget it. He says, money doesn't bring you happiness, but it sure helps when you're depressed. <laughs> that's, and exactly. that's exactly it. <laughs> exactly. And, it. and uh, you know, getting back to also, you know, people are, you know, feeling bad for Kanye West. Oh, he's going through mental. You know, I'm not feeling bad for someone like D.L. Hewley said, who has the ability, financial ability to help himself, but won't. But but they can't with the mental illness. But we no, that's but happens. right. But he's he's actively pursuing presidential of um, course he is. he's unfettered but he's also saying things like harriet tubman which is fine what a crazy person would do but you know dale hewley brought up a really good point you know we should feel bad for the veteran on the street we should feel bad for the homeless oh, for sure this guy has a wife 
who could take him right now. They have the money, they have the security to take him, even if he doesn't want to go. Well, I think so. That's I'm not going to feel so. He's yeah. not going to feel bad for him, and I'm not going to feel bad for him. Well, I think with mental health, that's the biggest challenge you see with all mental health. That's why, like I said, we have a lot of homeless people, right? And the majority of the homeless, it's mental health. They don't. They're not capable of saying, "Oh, well, I want this," and I think that. You know, a lot of times you'll give them medication and they start feeling better. And the challenge is they go, well, I feel great, so I don't need them anymore. Mental health is a very Absolutely, different Absolutely, but you know what? You know, he still has these companies like Gap. They're they're still going through with, oh, they with his. No. And they really shouldn't if he's so mentally ill. And where, yeah. you know, you have Britney Spears who's forced to do shows and, and she's not doing them anymore, thank God. But, you know, I'm not going to feel bad for a person like Kanye who has the ability to go get help. Well, I think the big shame in the whole celebrity world, and I guess in every world, is if you don't have the support around you, you see that mental health is, issues are hard enough as they are. And if you don't have the support, like imagine even your regular, like let's say homeless mental health issue person, right? They don't have the money. They don't have the platform. They probably don't even own a cell phone. They're not going to go online and do all these things. The problem what you're seeing is they have tons of money. They can run riot, do whatever they want. They can feed into any conspiracy, whether real or imagined or otherwise, and they can get worse and spiral. I think there is a responsibility on, you know, their support system to step in here, but they're not. They're not going so to. So there's nothing we so can do. So that's why we're not going to feel bad. You I'm know, not Kim bad. Kardashian needs to step it up. Yeah, I, I can't speak to what's going on in their family, but I hope that he gets the help he needs. I know Michael Phelps is always talking about mental health and trying to bring awareness to it. So there are celebrities who point a light on it, but forget the celebrities. Everyone I think now knows that mental health is a real serious issue that needs to be dealt with. Absolutely. Like, there's no denying it. Like, what? We have no idea. Like, And it doesn't it mean harmful? you're a failure if you have mental health issues. We need to get that clear. You know, just because you, you're not feeling well or you're looking on Facebook and you're seeing, like, again, my friend who became well, a lawyer. Well, that's the stigma. You're like, why am I dealing with this? You're not a failure, guys. So just remember that. No, and that's why I think what we're trying to say, like, stop feeling like failures, everybody. What's who decided this is what it means to be successful? This is what it means to be happy. Like, it's your own definition. But it is hard. I I can't give it up every time. I'm like, oh, good for this lady. And then I'm like, oh, so the the moral of this is that you're happy for Jacinda. (laughs) Very want to be Jacinda. That's right. But then again, I'm like, but Jacinda, she's up at the crack of dawn. It always comes back to practicalities. I'm like, I'm too lazy to be a Jacinda. I think that's where it's coming to. Uh, she's like running that whole country down there, plus the baby, plus the drama. I can't. Good for her. Good right. for her. We love you, Jacinda. I, yeah, I guess. Claps for Jacinda. <laughs> anyway, the other issue I wanted to talk about is because thank you, Pudding. Uh, you talked about your hair a lot and you referred me to the hairdresser. Great job. I have a sleek new bob. Very happy with it. And then before we went there, you're like, oh, she's like, because she was there for six hours. She's like, oh, God, what are you guys going to talk about? And that's true. We talked about this. Why is there a pressure on us to entertain them? You're servicing me. I'm arriving here. I, I said to her, awful. six hours, they didn't give you a snack. They didn't give you a, dr- a glass of wine, some bubbly something, nothing. And then you have to entertain them with stories of your life. And I'm lying, you know, because again, I'm sitting in a chair for six lies. hours. So I have to make up stories. So I'm just lying. So when Chaya was telling me, oh, I will go to your hairdresser. And I said, heads up, girl. I don't know. I made kind of stories up. I'm sorry. I I'm like, why are you lying stop, to the hairdresser? I couldn't stop the lying. And, you know, I, I, I'm i sorry, girl. And she was like, oh, girl. But I was I like, you're sitting you there say? six hours. But sh- she made a great point. You know, you don't have to entertain them. But I felt like I do because I hate awkwardness. I get what you're saying. And I'm sure we all feel this pressure. And like they're counting on us to entertain them. And it's like, I'm paying you. I'm in the service. You like you're giving me a service. 
you should come and tell me funny stories, entertain me. Why do I have to prove that I'm like cool or fun or whatever or interesting to you? And I you? think that's a problem that a lot of people have. And maybe I have an insecurity about something and, and maybe dig deeper. But also, I just really hate awkwardness. And he seems like you have to, like the hairdresser that we have, he's very good, but you have to like pull teeth from him almost. He's very, very outgoing, but you, you've got to have this a back and forth. It's a back and forth. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of hairdressers, like, I don't mind. But like, you got to put a TV like the dentist. You know how a lot of dentists now, like I don't go to, first of all, as you know, I only go to women dentists because they have smaller hands where a man, Dan, he puts your hands in the mouth. It's too big. So on top of that, if they don't have a TV above where I can't watch reality shows, I don't go. And I feel like hairdressers, listen up, hairdressers, you guys need a TV. Especially for women, because the guys are in there for like 10 minutes. We're there for hours. I was there for six, from 10 to six. I need some TV. I need some VH1. I need some Real Housewives. I need TV. I was there for a good two and a half hours. I feel like there should be a PSA, though, for people to bring back the TVs. (laughs) Because there used to be, you know, just the the fancy salons don't do it. But can't we, if one fancy... The barbershops do. They got the sports on or whatever. Why can't we have like a Bravo permanently tuned on to Bravo? That would be the biggest innovation, I think in hair i think you should you should open that salon screw it i put only a tv get your hair license you know i I used to go to the nail salon pre-covid and they would have a tv playing the food channel everyone's watching cupcake wars it was great because if you're going to be somewhere for a long period of time whose responsibility is it to entertain i don't think it's ours and the ladies knew you know i go to you know the immigrant nail salons and you know <laughs> no, I go to immigrant. Oh, okay. Immigrant owned shops. You know, I support immigrants. <laughs> oh, okay. And, you know, the ladies are from Vietnam. You know, there's a loss in translation moment. You know, their English isn't the best. And they know that. And they're like, listen, I don't want to struggle. Watch the TV. That's uh, true. And I love that about that. Like, yeah, that was a it. great salon. Yes. Yeah, I was going to that when I moved here. You're absolutely right. They don't want it. They're not going to pretend. They're not going to try to force a conversation. A manicure and a pedicure could take hours, too. Right. And they don't want to entertain you and they don't want to be responding to you either. Well, when I used to go there, so Hi, you know, gets her regular gel. I used to get the nail art with the long nail. So I'm there for two, two and a half hours. Right. And why is it that we feel the pressure? Do you think they feel the pressure? No. Yeah. When we walk in and nobody offers us a drink. If we're going to be um, there, on new top rule. of that, hairdressers, yeah. I don't mind you telling me about your issues, but I don't want to hear. So our hairdresser had knee issues that he had a knee brace. I don't need to hear what your doctor said. Like, that's just boring information. I'm not going to tell you about a mole I had removed. Well, you can. I guess that, you know what? That's a great tip. Next time you're feeling the pressure to entertain, just be boring. Talk about your mole. It's impossible. Last time you pass gas, <laughs> <laughs> especially while you're sitting in that chair, like, ooh, feeling a little gassy. <laughs> He'll be super far away from you. No, but it would be nice if it was more of a give and take and the pressure wasn't on us. I don't know if it's just us who feels this. I feel it. Yeah. Because maybe we're naturally like outgoing people, too. We could be feeling that. But I would appreciate, especially if we're there for hours on end, if a snack or something was offered or a drink, you know, they should get the nerves down for everybody. So I used to go to this great hairdresser. He's from Italy. He was amazing. They would offer us drinks and snacks. But unfortunately, I showed my friend this and we're not no longer friends. And she would FaceTime the hairdresser. I couldn't afford the hairdresser. I was getting married. And she would FaceTime the hairdresser and say, hey, I'm with this person. I'm with the hairdresser right now. He says hi and sorry, you can't afford him. And and (laughs) so I can't go back to him. It's just no. I can't believe she shamed you like that. Tried to shame you. That's just pathetic. Like, what is that? She goes to it. It's super expensive. It'd be your own 
family and friends sometimes, won't it, to betray you like that? That's the only people who can. They know how to push your (laughs) buttons, and that's the only people you'd give a crap about if they did. But anyway, speaking of, you know, all of this, I think it's time we got to do a little quick word from our sponsors. Who is this podcast sponsor today? Well, today's podcast is brought to you by Snacks. Are you worried about being stuck in the salon chair for hours with nothing to eat or on a long drive where you don't know where the next pit stop is? Are you simply hungry, but you're not starving? Snacks to the rescue, whether it be some kind of bar or bag of chips, having a snack with you at all times is just the thing. They come in all shapes and sizes and can fit into whatever bag you're carrying. So don't just forget your keys when you leave the house. Don't forget your snacks. Mm hmm. And, and we're back. back. That is a great commercial. I do love my snacks. I love Miss Vicky's uh, original. They're a little hardcore for me. Every time I want them, I'll have a few and then I'm like, the too crunch. much. I'm done. I can't eat a whole bag of Miss I can Vicky's. eat a whole bag. I don't know what it is. The sea salt and pepper ones and the salt and vinegar. I like the jalapenos. Yeah, the jalapenos. Yeah. They're not our sponsor. So any chip will we do. We love you, Miss Vicky. <laughs> any chip will do. But yeah, so essentially one issue we have to talk about, and I have this on emails and on phone calls. The never ending, how do you end a conversation? It's like, thanks, no thanks. You're welcome, you're welcome. Take care, no, you take care. Who gets the last word? Is there a rule? I think it should just flow. My problem is, is doing it with someone close. If I, you know, you all have a certain relative who just won't get off the phone. I'm sure all of us have that. And I'll say bye to this relative and he'll be like, or she'll be like, one moment, wait, 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 before, oh, okay, bye, but, oh, let me tell you this story. I said bye, respect my boundaries. Oh, one sister in particular. She knows who she is, who was constantly doing this. She knows. She's, she'll admit it. It's true. Sorry, guys. You know, and, like, and you're like, okay, bye, I gotta go. Or like, even if you really have to go, and you've said bye a thousand times. Oh, yeah, okay, bye. Oh, but by the way, oh... And then you're just like, I there's another bye. hour. You got to text me what you didn't finish. I'm sorry. But then with the text, same person. That's why I'm asking who ends it. And I finally just realized, just let her have the last word. But so then if I don't I mean. respond, then she keeps responding. So I'm like, yeah. well, how does this end? How does this end? Someone Those are the me. most annoying things. One of the little, it's the little details in life that annoy us, guys, if you didn't notice. It's and, very Seinfeldian. And, right. And, you know, how do you say goodbye? Uh Especially for me, I have no problem doing a professional. Mine's in my personal relationships. If I say bye, it's fucking bye. Now I've just started saying regards on professional. I don't even buy. I just have uh, regards. I, I like to do what Ma used to do. Okay, take care. Yeah. I like take care. <laughs> take I think we great. should bring take care back. We are using that on the phone for business, but we're not doing it in person. You're right. I'm going to start saying take care in personals and I'll let you guys know how it's going. Okay, yeah, we'll try it on our next call. But I'm sure a lot of people are challenged with this. It's also like, you know, this typical, every email I do for work is, I hope you're well, blah, 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 blah. And now regards, because he used to have thanks. I'm like, why am I thanking these people? Well, you know what I learned from TikTok, actually, is um, a lot of things are on TikTok. Now, I know you're being spied on by the Chinese government, but, you know, Zuckerberg's already spying on us. And, you know, Tim from Apple. I'm not on the TikTok. You know, so we're screwed either way. Anyway, I'm on TikTok and you know how it's true. It Women, we tend to apologize at work. Oh, sorry. Or apologies. And uh, there's this woman who's like, instead of saying apologies or stuff, say, um, oh, good catch. Um, because you'll get these bitchy women or men who will email you. Oh, you made a mistake. Like, I know I get that all the time. Really? And I go, oh, apologies. Now I'm going to start saying, good catch. I'll amend the error. Hold on. People are emailing you with like... Oh, yeah. yeah. The office culture is completely full of bitchy women and men. I mean, oh, these Kens and these Karens are everywhere. Absolutely. And yeah. now I'm start, I'm going to say, instead of apologize, especially in an email, no. say, good catch, exclamation point. I'm going to amend that. 
No, for work, I've always been very hyper aware to not apologize unless I'm taking accountability for a legitimate thing. But then I found that I was saying thanks as like a like a goodbye or even I was just saying thanks. I say time. thanks. But why am I thanking them? It's just or That's, now I say kind regards too. I'm on the regards. I'm going to do the take care now, not just verbally. I'm going to put that in. Take, take care, care now, child. And some people I'm always I'm always thinking to do, it, but I don't do it. But a lot of people do the cheers. You know, and I'm like, oh, I like cheers. I'm like, can I do it? I should start doing the cheers. It's a certain type of person. They get away with it. <laughs> they get away with it. But you know what? Bruno does best. Oh, best. Yeah. I well, like the problem with me. If I, when I do stand up for myself at work, I'm like bitchy. Like I, I don't do it professionally. Like I'm either bitchy. Uh, I'm going like, to say that you're assertive and you're passionate. Thank you. Yes. No, I'm still yes. bitchy though. Just <laughs> I can tell. No, you're petty. The problem you know. is I lose respect for a lot of people when I, when they show me their actions. When I like to work and I'm working in a team environment, I really want to, I'm in a team environment. I'm not there to like one up someone. Yeah, that, that can be a problem. I want the team to work well and I'm always willing. I find the best way is to get a team working well is to give them some credit off the bat. So the minute that someone does something well, call it out. And then everyone, they feel a level of trust, like, okay, I'm valued, right? And then I find the whole team starts working better. As long as we acknowledge, people do want to feel validated for their part. So if you just do that, it depends if you're leading the team or you're part of the team. And I always love to ask for help, too. And they're like, there's no shame in it. Like, I'll be like, can you please mm -hmm. help me with this? I'm not familiar with this. Like, I know you've done this in the past. So that's how you, I think you foster a better environment versus people just trying to steal your ideas and get credit. Well, my problem is I'm an administrator and I work with some people who believe that they're higher than me, which they might be, but I don't <laughs> care. Like I, I applied to this job for a reason. I, I don't want to be in your position. And they love that because they're insecure in their lives. And I'm not going to let you take it out on me. I think there are people at your work who confuse a higher position with being a better person. Absolutely. You know, you're not worth more than her because your job title is a little higher. That's maybe at work. That's And your I'm role. not the person to do that. No, you have to treat people like equals. I see that a lot where someone will treat someone with like a, like the front desk receptionist. Like it always makes me you think know, like when I hear see people work. doing that. There was one theologist who said, you know, Everyone says that they wouldn't wouldn't be part of the Nazi parties, but you know you 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 probably would have been. Most people would have been. And whenever I see those people who treat people like a receptionist or anything, I say they would be in the SS party. Probably no, you're <laughs> That's right. What they think. It's a disregard for human life, and it right. starts somewhere. It starts small. That's that. how propaganda gets you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, yeah, these receptionists, they're assholes. They're always taking an hour lunch break. Well, I, with my big ass salary, can't work. I'm working 10 hours. But yeah, you're getting their million bucks a year. Or right. It's not her fault. You know what I mean? Or his fault. Just want to, you know. It's, it's usually his. <laughs> right. And here we go. <laughs> you know? Men are stupid except our husbands. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I think it's just a matter of respect. And I don't like that. I find that your work and other workplaces, I remember you were talking about a few stories about some other workplaces. Like they think they can lord over you if they have the top title. And it's like, I'm a person. Oh, like that guy right. who was changing in the office. Like, excuse me, would you, you do that if somebody hire? No, he wouldn't. And, and the other women who had higher positions didn't say anything because they're like, oh, they won't think I'm chill. No, I'm not that chill, motherfucker. Like, no, you're not going to change in front of me. I'm not that fucking chill. Yeah. So like I was like working in the early 2000s. It was, you know, it still was very misogynist or whatever. And everyone would pretend to be chill and like, oh, yeah, I go to the strip clubs. And I'd always ask the same thing. And they were always shocked and be like, oh, they're like, hi, you want to come? Like, we're going to take customer. I'm like, no. And then like, I'm like, oh, you're going to the guy strip club? They were like, what? Like shocked. I'm like, well, why would I want to see the girls? They're just right. so like, 
No, I'm like, I don't need to be cool. I don't need to be one with the guys. And I never went with a single customer ever. Speaking of trippers as well, check out Black Magic if you black adult dancers for your next bachelorette party. Now, that's a point of pride for me because you know you threw your sister one heck of a bachelorette if she's Uh. still talking about it a year later. Mm, So mm. thank you for the other sisters for helping me too. Oh, the best. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was really good times. And they're super famous. Well, you know, know, if you are in the Vegas area, check out black magic for a nice adult time anyway if you like what you hear don't forget to check us out weekly on itunes or on your preferred platform please give us a rating and subscribe to the show give us the stars you think we deserve you can check out our website on allkindspodcast.com you can also hit us up on twitter at all kinds weekly or on instagram at all kinds podcast we look forward to hearing from you and maybe we can discuss it on our next show thanks for listening